Hey, welcome to the podcast by HDBU. Thanks for joining us today. We want this to inspire you, to help you grow in faith and give you the tools to thrive in life. Welcome to the podcast. Ava's birthday, (laughs) and so we thought we'd talk about joy, good topic for a birthday. Who's had the most funniest thing happen to them this week? Um, I was on the train, well the tube actually, Um, and (laughs) it's quite embarrassing, I don't know if I want to share this. I was on the tube, and um, when I'm at home and I need to burp, like, I just like... (laughs) (laughs) I just burp as loud as I can. I was on the tube with my earphones and I forgot where I was. And I just just burped as loud as I could and the man next to me actually flinched. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that must have been joyful. (laughs) So there you go. By the way, we should introduce Jemima. Hi guys. Welcome. Um, Joshua can't make it today. So we called in Jem. Back up. His look Introduce yourself. What's your story? Where are you from? Um, I'm Jemima. I am um, going into my last year of A levels, mm. and I live in Shepherd's Bush. Lovely. 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 Welcome, Jemima. Yeah. Today's um, topic is joy, and so we thought we'd talk a little about joy, and um, also like the question someone asked on the Instagram poll when we first set it up to do this podcast was all around. Well, the question was, "Is God a killjoy?" So we'll talk a little bit about that and um, how we see. God is like um, what Ava said in the last podcast about relationship over religion. And then we'll um, we'll have a little conversation about how to act at a party, which is why we're having a party. You know, we've got pizzas. Come on. We've got chocolate cake. Oof. Um, it's like perfect party. All the buttons. Glasses. <laughs> and a massive, this is like my perfect party. Um, jazz. Joy. <laughs> it's quite sad. Joy. Tell us the theology of joy, would you? The theology Jazz. of joy. Okay. Um, I think it's definitely one of the things that you get from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, I think joy is just such a natural reaction to being in the presence of God. Mm. I think that's why so often one of the ways people like manifest when they're filled with the Holy Spirit is they'll be laughing or they'll be smiling and they just get like a deep sense of feeling like alive. And I think that's, that's the joy of the Lord. Mm. Um, I think mm. we, we worship a fun God. We worship a God who like made us joyful. Like God could have made us all like, you know, somber if he wanted to. We could have all been walking around with like dull face expressions, but he didn't do that. He made us smile. He gave us laughter. Um, we delight in the Lord. Mm. So I think that joy is like something that's intrinsically linked with Christianity. I think they go hand in hand, really. That's what I think. And also like Jesus, oh, J. Yeah. Joy. It's all like all in the lettering, you know. Yeah. God knew what he was doing. Hey. Um, Amen. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to say something. I was just agreeing. Well, a way that I remember joy um, is through one of my, my second favorite scripture. Uh, <laughs> which is fruits of the spirit well they're fruit of the, the spirit first being the arm of God arm of God number one second being fruit of the spirit um, for those that do watch my ting on a Wednesday you will know that I talk about that a lot um, so yeah talking about joy uh, peace you know like self-discipline all the type of stuff um, it's 100% just in agreement with Jasmine the idea that yeah God very much created joy and he wanted us to be joyful beings um, and that differentiation between joy and happiness is like key as well yeah. because joy is kind of like a prolonged thing doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in you can you can definitely have a joy whereas happiness is like temporary you know you have moments of happiness sometimes just doo-dooness happens and you're just not too happy but you can sustain a joy though um, so that's how the do you sustain that joy how do you how do you find joy rather than happiness <laughs> anyone can answer um I would say joy is more of a choice than I'd say happiness is like a reaction, whereas oh. joy is a choice. Um, and 
it's joy is like that it's like the pursuit <coughs> of joy is something that you look for in in god and mm-hmm. kind of um even if you're not necessarily feeling happy then you can still be joyful and mm-hmm. um as Jazz said, like delight in the Lord and mm-hmm. kind of celebrate everything that He's given you, even if you're not at a peak, and mm. even if, even if, if you're in like the darkest valley. And it's also you can always find something to be thankful for, mm. um, which I think if you have that yeah mindset, joy can be kind of not easy because it's never e- easy to always have joy. But like yeah, you, it's easy to kind of find joy in things through being thankful for things you have and stuff. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've definitely seen a correlation between time spent with God and joy. It's often in the moments in life where I'm not really prioritizing my faith or prioritizing my relationship with Jesus. That's when joy seems to dissipate. Dis- dissipate? Dissipate. Is that the one? Don't look at me. <laughs> um, disappear. Yeah, go. <laughs> Diminishes. But um, yeah, when I, when I prioritize my day, well, my daily devotionals, my quiet times, you know, spending time with God in a secret place, in a private place, that's when I really feel like a sense. It's like, okay, no matter what's hap- happening in life, there's that underlying like security and joy that comes with it. So, I love yeah. that idea of connecting security with God and joy and mm-hmm. knowing, knowing God and keeping your eyes fixed on God. Um, and seeking first the kingdom of God, it's like joy comes from that place. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about mm-hmm. whether you're smiling or um, frowning, or but joy is a consistent thing. What? How do we find that when life's tough? Mm. How do we find that place of joy even when like life's pretty grim or you're just feeling a bit rubbish? I think, so like Ava said, sort of starting with an attitude of gratitude, I think it's just so helpful to sort of, look first to god and thank him for all he's done before mm-hmm. focusing on like any of the bad things literally you can start from like the most basic like god i'm thankful that i'm awake right now thank mm-hmm. you that i woke up today mm-hmm. um thank you that the sun is out and if the sun's not out thank you that the sky is gray mm-hmm. um and i think sort of from there i think if you're like rooted if like your anchor is sort of like held steadfast in god that um you can sort of from that find find joy from it yeah. i think mm-hmm. if you like look around if you remember because we're not promised like a happy life forever it's not like so being a christian isn't like signing up for like an easy life yeah. so i think it's remembering that even on the bad days you've got something so much bigger you've got the one who brings joy the one who made joy the one who is joy mm. sort of yeah. backing you it's mm-hmm. true and like if you're, if you're going through like a particularly like a moment of distress or whatever and i feel like looking back to where to a time where god has been faithful previously and kind of remembering that he is who he says he is and that kind of thing and he has your best interests at heart um yeah kind of remembering that and recognizing that mm. means you can kind of um look on the bright side of things mm. and kind of know that it's temporary yeah. um i think there's like there's like three little things that i like to do um the first one about like remembering the good times that's why i really like like annotating my bible or annotating mm. scripture because when you're feeling down or something it's really nice to flick through it and see how you were feeling previously and actually how you were feeling um like quite often when i'm annotating scripture it's coming out of a place of like gratitude and mm. like thankfulness and so when you're not feeling like that to reread it and be like oh mm. that's like god is this and god is that um also like removing yourself from a situation if you're feeling i think if you're feeling really rubbish and like really down it can be really hard to find happiness or like joy in that place so actually removing yourself from that and looking wider i think that really mm-hmm. helps as well um what was the third thing i can't remember it okay, <laughs> I'm <go> with two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um i was gonna say also like i feel that joy is really proactive like you can't mm. kind of just stumble upon it it's something that uh, is because it's a choice mm. like i feel mm. when we're in our low points we can become really passive and really um we it's easy just to feel feel bad and dwell in it and kind of sit in that and actually the way of pursuing joy Mm. is really being proactive and being like this this is how I'm feeling and I know that it's a lie Mm. or like I know that um God has plans greater for 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 me than like what I'm experiencing right now Mm. so actually proactively being like no I like what I'm feeling right now isn't Mm. from God, um, then that's how you can kind of find joy in those times. Mm. I remember my first thing. No, go ahead. That was absolutely fabulous. Um, And it's like, it sounds so stupid, but, and it sounds really basic, but when you're going through those bad times or those hard times, the first thing that often comes into, at least like my head, is 
oh, I'm so alone, or I'm so mm. like isolated, or I'm so this. Mm. But actually, when I think about the disciples, I've got like a very vivid imagination, and I always think of them like going through like battles and hard times, but them just like being joyous because they know that they're not alone, mm. and like that one thing like keeping them strong. And actually, that should be the one thing that's keeping me strong as well. That actually, like even though they knew Jesus and I like never knew him face to face it's still that same person kind of thing like he hasn't I don't know changed I think during mm. community I think it's a really great yeah. 100% you think you can write a book on it mm. being alone in sorry it's such a throwaway comment but I meant it like I think you could I think Jess could I think you could actually write a book on on it in terms of saying like when you're alone and when you're with people prophetic um, I think there's um I'm trying to. I'm trying to ask. I'm trying to work out how I ask the question about introversion versus versus extroversion in terms of joining community. Mm. That's why I'm stuck in what I'm saying because I don't want to like uh, say something unpolitically correct. <laughs> but how um, does anyone on this table consider themselves an introvert? Yeah. And how do you do joy really? in community if you're an introvert? Because community, without trying to say the wrong thing, presumably is a, a bit trickier to find yourself in. I don't know, but um, I think joining community is really important. And I think um, there's, I, I'd love to talk about just briefly the mm. difference between how introverts and extroverts find joined community, <coughs> mm-hmm. um, noticing church and the way we do youth group mm, yeah. and uh, thinking about that. How, is any, does any, anyone consider themselves an introvert around this table? And could you talk about a little bit about how you find community, even though you may find talking to people, or you might be a bit more reserved when mm. meeting people in a group saying? I think maybe like one-on-one chats I really enjoy because... Yeah, it's kind of, it's socialising with other people, but it's not, like, completely in a group where it's, like, yeah, there's ten of you. It's, like, one-on-one, so it's kind of, yeah, it's just less intense, I guess. So that kind of, I think, is helpful. Um, yeah, I'd say. Like, one-on-one chats, not just, like, hanging out with random people every week. Or I was going to say, I think I would consider myself an introvert because I get my... I have to like go and be alone to recharge. Whereas I guess extroverts, they can recharge like the way that they get their energy is from being around people. Um, And I love being with people and I love community, but I know that I have to like take myself away and like recharge my batteries before I can go back out. Um, So I'd say like the way I find like almost church community, because I love church and I love community. um, The way I find that I can like, use it not use it but like um i find it most helpful and beneficial is by like having times that i know that i'll be alone and i'm able to recharge so that when i am in community i can like make the most of it Mm. and kind of really thrive because i Mm -hmm. i know in my mind that i actually have a time when i can like take myself and be on my own Mm, um and be on my own with god as well to just to be able to kind of reconnect and um rest to be able to like because yeah to be able to make the most of yeah. everything those quiet times sorry. are really important and sorry jess no 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 please please <laughs> 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 those quiet times are really important and jonathan you mentioned before about your quiet time and daily devotion uh-huh. what how do you all do daily devotions <laughs> do you do it yeah. uh, depends you on do. Yeah. what do you do every night um I, I've only just started doing it, um, maybe for like just over a month. Um, every night before bed, um, I'm reading through the Gospels currently just because I think, oh, I don't know, it's just important to remind yourself of Jesus' life. It's quite cool. Um, so I don't have like a set I have to read, but I'll read until I feel like I've received something or like the Holy Spirit's like revealed something and then just like pray about it. Um, but I think praying that the Holy Spirit moves through it and like mm. highlights stuff to you is really important. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Could you define daily devotion? Oh, Are you setting yourself apart through... No, I can't. <laughs> cool. is it like Do you spend time with Jesus every day? Or like... Okay. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 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 Are you se- are you, is there a set time? Are you, set- are you setting apart a set time okay. every day to like immerse yourself in, in the person and scriptures of the Lord Jesus Christ? <laughs> oh, I, guess, I don't know. I need to be better at reading my Bible, definitely. But kind of... I think I'm quite a visual person. Um... <laughs> No, please, please go. <laughs> For the listeners, we're trying to break the pizza, but it's not working. Yeah, I think I'm quite a visual person, and so like, um, for me, talking to God is great. But I also kind of enjoy appreciating the beauty that God has made. And so if I'm like, I've just gotten off the bus from school or whatever, and I'm walking up my road, and there's a sunset, 
for, you know, there are some birds on a tree that's blossoming, that kind of thing. I'll kind of appreciate that and not so much. Um, it's almost like the equivalent of speaking in tongues, but visually. I don't know. Ooh. It's like, I'm okay. it's like a, a gift, but Sis. it's like, it's not something that's really comprehensible to like wow. speak or, but it's just like this kind of sense that I have of like, wow, God's amazing. Thank you. Gratitude, mm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so that's probably how I kind of talk to God a lot of the time. As in, I talk to him in, like in my head and my thoughts as well, like praying. But yeah, just like almost I talk to him by experiencing what he's made and being wow. kind of a sense of thankfulness. That's sick. Yeah. So yeah. is that daily devotion? Yeah. 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 yeah you you, you <laughs> tick that sure. box. Experiencing what he's made. Yeah. That's great. Think. So funny. Yeah, that's something I've try to start prioritizing as well as daily devotion um yeah for some of us we don't have self-discipline and we're not very good at it so something that i've tried to do recently is um i've got a bedtime now and it's 11 p.m so i try and be in bed by 11 and it, yeah I, that, that's that's a difficult one but the hardest one is getting up because i've got an alarm clock and it's set for 7:45 a.m and I and I, I can't I struggle with that I really do but the intention is that between 8 and 9 I spend an hour with God so whether it's prayer worship singing in my room or maybe I'll watch like a sermon recently I'm going through the uh, Mike Todd series Mark so that's been really cool um, just anything like that and then from 9 onwards I can get on with my day and it's the whole idea of like before I get up I want to when I get up the first thing I do isn't going on my phone or like Instagram and stuff it's actually picking up the Bible um, and so yeah that's that's been really really challenging but the times i have committed to it it's just like changed my day uh 100 yeah like like we were saying before it just implements more joy more of a honestly like security like okay whatever this day from 9 a.m onwards throws at me i know that we're gucci like i know that we're good and like like yeah you just know you're set because i'll also make sure that i pray the arm of god over me and over my team and my gang. So then I know that we're all out here like doing bits yeah. for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and it's good. No, 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 you go, you go, you go. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was it. And I'd also say with Jesus, you know, how you mentioned in the last podcast, I said religion versus like relationship, like what should it be? Um, and if you think of God as a friend, which I know is kind of annoying because you can't give God a hug really. And you know, that kind of thing because my love language is physical touch, you know. Um, and so yeah and I think if you think of God as a friend so like you have to deliberately make plans yeah and like actively like make plans with another person in order to maintain the friendship Mm. Um, and like you have to communicate or else the friendship will just like fizzle out and so if you think of it in that way you just kind of yeah it's something you have to maintain and then develop the more you know them the more you know them <laughs> the mm-hmm. more time you spend with them the more you know them yeah um yeah and that kind of thing so if you think about it in that kind of mentality it, i think it gets easier to kind of understand how to talk to god yeah. um you know i mean everyone's different but at least that's how i try and do it can i say something about the extrovert introvert thing again yeah. um yeah. you both said such interesting things about introverts um I'm definitely not an introvert, just like to put that out there. Um, but I think it's all about intentionality. Because I think you can look at um, an extrovert and they may be surrounded by like 50 people, banter, banter, whatever. But actually, like an introvert with their one-on-one may be experiencing like more intentional and actually better community mm. in that sense. Because I think it's all about like depth. And so if you're meeting one-to-one with someone regularly and you're talking about the bible and you're talking about faith and you're talking about like you're praying for each other it's accountability then actually that is community um but actually if you're if you have a hundred surface level friends then like what like what kind of community is that Mm -hmm. and i think it's easier for an extrovert to not to just do surface level because mm. I don't want to speak over all extroverts but for like myself vulnerability is like a tough thing Mm. um and actually, it's when you do those, like, awkward one-on-ones that you get that sense of, like, real community and, like, being mm. known. And so I think, yeah, if you're an, if you're an introvert looking or listening, whatever, I yeah, um, like, don't, almost, like, don't be, um, oh, what's the word? Like... Envious? Yeah, like, envious, thank mm. you, of, like, an extrovert that may be chatting to, like, 20 people. Because mm. actually, like, everyone's spiritual walk is different. 
and everyone's like kind of community is different um but yes yeah. more people doesn't mean more community <coughs> i would yeah. say no i 100 agree with that so i consider myself quite extroverted mm-hmm. um like a hundred percent solid 75 um but i find that like your social battery just runs out yeah. like mm-hmm. just because you're an extrovert does not mean you want to be with people all the time i think mm-hmm. i have like like sort of jess was saying it's so easy to have a lot of like surface level conversations yeah. that i have grown to hate that hi how are you oh my god yeah good yeah you oh my god yeah great that's just not that's just not a conversation it's just not and I think we've just kind of so accepted it, especially like around church where like you'll see yeah. people a lot yeah. but like you're kind of mulling around trying to say hi to everybody so I think I have like my two or maybe like three like core like that's how I feel like community is done at the most basic level like you kind of like start from like the very like most intimate levels and then you kind of build from it so I think it's yeah. just so important like yeah. even if you're an extrovert to know know yourself and know your friends i started this like it started as a joke like a hashtag know your friends but like mm-hmm. actually understanding each other on that level and having people who yeah. understand you as well and i think it's really significant yeah and i'd also say kind of it's almost fashionable to like be easy breezy you know never want to go you know never want to go deep with people that kind of thing mm-hmm. and i easy breezy i mean <laughs> Love it. but i found yeah it's like i feel like that is definitely something people strive to be um which can't well, I mean, I could be wrong, but it's hard, you know, if you're always just like, yeah, cracking banter, whatever, it's hard to really kind of get to know someone if mm-hmm. everything's a joke, or, you know. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think maybe changing the perception of what is cool and what is kind of fun. I mean, every everyone finds different things fun, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's I found that that's kind of a thing to, you know, be desired, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Wow, that was amazing. We like when so I do about introversion and extroversion. I think it's quite a hot topic. Yeah. And I think there's so many taboos around it and like a feeling of shame either on both sides. It's like who's God who God's made you to be? And I think the joy question really probably what I really want to talk about was like a sense of shalom, which is quite like I don't know, I'll Google I'll Google like the definition. Shalom. Um who's who's Jackie? Friday night dinner. Oh, I'll be cool one day. It's not that cool. Wikipedia says shalom is a Hebrew word meaning peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. And can be used to idiomatically to mean both hello and goodbye. Wow. But I think when, I, well, I think wow. when, I, when we decided we were going to talk about joy, I think what I really actually probably wanted to talk about was like shalom the idea of feeling like at peace with yourself Mm. and i think i probably described that as joy because for me they're both linked like if you're feeling joyful you're feeling at peace you're feeling like a sense of shalom and i think they're connected to your relationships with other people so that introversion extroversion thing the community and also your relationship with god Mm -hmm. and the whole like your daily devotion time setting yourself apart with god um and it linked into that other question, that question on the on the Instagram about is God a killjoy? And it's mm. just the same word, joy. Um, but um, that's what made me think about joy. And the killjoy things, I found that really interesting. We were at church at 4.30 and um, Jem shared a word. I just found it really, like, poignant. Will you say a little bit about it? Do you mind? Yeah, sure. Say a little bit about the, f- the word you had at the 4.30. Uh, it was, um, well, you said something. Yeah. You were hosting the service <laughs> and you said something about... Um, well, the talk was on oh, Samson, and you, what did you... Oh, I, I say, think I had... You had something about... Um, behaviours. Behaviours, there you go. Um, and then I had, I was like standing there, and I had a word um, f- from God about um, our youth group, and something that I think has been cropping up a lot recently, um, just to do with the way we, as a, as a youth group... Uh, on the whole that we carry ourselves outside of church and like on a weekly basis um and i know that lots of members of the youth group as well have kind of mentioned that we're such an it's such a blessing to have this youth group but in a in a way and everyone in it is incredible but it's just because we're so affected by this this secular culture that we live in it's it's just like we're so many of us myself included are making bad decisions that really aren't reflective of our character and the character that God gave us um, and what God wants for us. Um, And I said just about like how Samson kind of started making bad decisions and it just became um, 
because the, because they can be easier to make hmm. um and um so yeah it was kind of about that and like the shame that can go along with them but actually that there doesn't need to be shame in it and there doesn't there's no shame in jesus amen mm. such a good yeah. word and i think it reminded me of our youth getting away the theme around being set apart yeah. and holiness yeah. and it was like for me it was like um on an old computer you used to have like an F5 if your computer was having a bit of a struggle you'd press F5 for anyone who's like <laughs> not almost 30 refresh and you press F5 sure, and it would refresh yeah, it refresh. Um, and it's oh like it's like a modern uh, on like if you're watching Netflix or Prime Video and you watch too many episodes and it says it's like similar when it says like are you still watching and it's that feeling it was like that feeling when when Jem shared the word it felt to me like God was reminding us of what he'd said to us in January at the Youth Weekend. It was like, are you still watching? You still like thinking about this holiness being set apart thing? And so the question I think I'd just love to chat about for a little bit is how we stay holy, like how we make those good decisions. How do we keep ourselves set apart? Mm. And we might have had a six month amazing run since January. And now it's like time to just recalibrate as a youth group and say, how do we get back into that mindset of Mm. holiness and set ourselves apart as as um, people for God well I think kind of the enemy has given this kind of perception that like you know partying and like doing drugs you know uh, you know bad decisions in general and like that that will fulfill us um, mm. and like it's all the thing with all of that is that it's completely temporary and like um, yeah there's just like there's no fulfillment from it um, and I think you know there are kind of countless movies countless kind of um like anecdotes, um, mm-hmm. anecdotes of like yeah, people kind of going through a, um, a phase of you know making bad decisions and then realizing like like what has this amounted to? Nothing. Um, and so yeah, that kind of I think is so deeply rooted in our society that it's kind of cool to do these kind of things. Um, I'm trying not to like name specific things because I don't want to be like go on name it yeah, yeah call it out. Um, okay. <laughs> I feel like we just skirt around the edges of things. Don't sugarcoat it. I'm not having a clue what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) 29, I go home, see my baby, like, (laughs) my wife, sleep. Like, there's life outside of it when you're a teenager. Mm. Unless we talk about it, it will be, it will be, it's like a secret. Mm -hmm. It's like a dysfunctional family that can't talk about their feelings and what's going on at home. And we're not that. Like, HB Youth is like, we're a family. And I think the risk is we become a community where we circumnavigate for whatever reason, we try and get round all the big issues. Mm. And it's like, if we just talk, I mean, we've been really honest. I'm like, wow, thanks for being so honest. Mm. And we don't share unless we need to share. Like there's, you know, we keep stuff confidential unless it's like, Mm. unless you're harming yourself. Like we're going to, we're going to get you some help. We're Uh. going to link the right people in. Mm. But I think there's, I think we need to talk about the topics. Like I don't even know, like I don't even know what, what those things are. So what are the kind of things there for that we need to talk about and open up as a conversation? Well, I think like drugs, that kind of thing, like partying, alcohol, because the thing with drugs is that they are illegal, um, which, you know, you don't want to be in prison. Um, (laughs) (laughs) To be honest. Not me. (laughs) 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 And what Jemima said earlier was that like they make you like being under the influence of things kind of can make you act in a like not godly way which we all want to be godly so you know it's probably not you know not the best decision um and yeah so i i think there's kind of definitely a climate in yeah this like secular world of encouraging to, like to do drugs and to you know drink alcohol that kind of thing um, we've got drugs partying alcohol sex mm-hmm. anything else I'd say probably being bitchy and like gossiping, that kind of thing. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You giggled when you said bad word. Naughty. Why do we do it? Why do we do it? I think you said it before that like actually doing the bad things easy. Yeah. It's just so easy to do it. It's so hard to be holy or what? Yeah, because we're almost because we're out of practice. You know, and I think as you as you kind of start doing it, and as you kind of focus your life on, yeah, just striving to have the Christ-like characteristics, mm-hmm. it gets easier after yeah. a while. Yeah, I'd also say that, like most things come out of a place of insecurity. Mm-hmm. So like you're bitching mm-hmm. because you're jealous of someone else because mm-hmm. of something that you don't have. 
yeah. maybe yeah. you're having sex because you want to feel needed or you're doing something because you feel like everyone else is i think everything is like rooted in insecurity yeah. um so yeah yeah so, that's so i guess maybe a solution therefore would be like making sure everyone knows they're loved and mm. yeah as like kind of that was said before like um it's so easy to be bad and you know i find myself i'm not necessarily the druggy kind of person but i do find myself that's good, good to know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's like it's different for different people but like i have had thoughts of like bitchy thoughts and it's like you know even kind of anyone can be bitchy i said that word so many times <laughs> um sorry so, mom. Yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> I think there's a bit around trying to work out how we help each other as a community be honest yeah. about the topics yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. and how we talk about them and how like yeah. we're not judging I f- yeah so i declare over the microphone yeah. into your ears if you're listening mm. we're not saying you are all bad people no. we're saying we're all falling short of yeah. various like in being like ways. being like christ yeah. imitating yeah. christ in different ways and the thriver crossing of HV youth E is emulate Christ. If you want to yeah. emulate Christ more and more, you've got to be like Christ. Mm. Christ didn't do it. Yeah. And so we got to work out how we do that well and how we support each other well. Yeah. And I don't think we've got the answer for that. Yeah. And maybe it's a continued conversation on the Instagram yeah. or DM us or whatever. How do we set up or facilitate conversations where we can talk about these things openly mm. and be honest and like almost like stay accountable to one another yeah. yeah and be able to share when we're struggling or mm. i think it's really important to find that one or, find one or two people <coughs> that you really trust that you yeah. can say that stuff to mm. yeah. yeah and you say i'm yes, really struggling yeah. with this I'm really struggling with that can you help me out yeah. yeah and i'd say also in like terms of general society as well and it's like just like declaring the holy spirit like mm. just with intention of like changing people's hearts and desires um because i don't think I mean, obviously, God God does anything, but I think it would be hard to kind of try and make, like, everyone a Christian. Mm. And I think, yeah, like, making people, like, um, maybe aware of their spiritual kind of being, kind of, and, mm. yeah, like, yeah, just introducing the Holy Spirit into people's lives, I think, mm. would make a big difference. Because if I'm ever kind of on the edge of maybe doing something bad, personally i have quite a big conscience and i think that's brought on by the holy spirit and i'm not saying god brings a sense of guilt but i'm saying like he kind of brings like like almost alert in my head or a buzzer like that goes off and i'm like yeah not today (laughs) (laughs) that's so good and the and the thing then is to work out what do you do when the alert when the alert goes off when the buzzer goes off that's the moment to text your mate or dm your youth pastor or speak to mum and dad if that's your relationship with them or yeah. speak to your brother or sister whoever you speak to and yeah. say got this thing can you help me out yeah and there's there's like we don't want young people wandering around the youth group full of shame and guilt yeah, yeah. that's not a yeah. cohesive okay. youth group that's not a, like not a healthy youth group yeah. yeah we've got to be open and honest with each other about that and the deeper you are into it, it doesn't matter yeah i mean it'll, mm. there's a bit it's harder to talk about so like I'm yeah. so deep into this. Do I want life without it? Yeah. 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 But you're so. But the, you. I think talking to someone makes a massive difference, yeah. and yeah. airing it, and you know, being vulnerable mm-hmm. about that is tricky and yeah. it's brave. Yeah. Yes, sir. But it doesn't half like break chains yeah. off you when you talk about that mm. kind of stuff. I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, sorry. I think that. Um. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say. I think you've opened up like a really good thing now. I think that it's easier nowadays to say no to things i think there's less judgment but actually the hardest thing is to then what do i do with the shame what do i do with the guilt and i think that's what keeps people from god i don't Mm. think it's the Mm. i'm still doing it anymore Mm. because i think actually like i'm 21 i'm 21 um for the for you vine fans out there um (laughs) 21 (laughs) Uh, i've no idea what's now now plus 10 21 anyway um when i was in school i I actually never felt a pressure. I'm not saying I, I didn't do bad stuff. Bad. Quite like whatever bad is. Like I sinned. Like I still sin. I'm falling short, whatever. But um, I didn't feel the pressure to say yes to things. And I don't think that's a, as big of a pressure nowadays. Could be completely wrong. But I think the hardest thing is 
what do I do with this shame and what do I do yeah. with this guilt now I have it and so I think you've opened up a really good thing there yeah. no I think following on from that I think shame is an emotion that can only exist in the dark so I think mm-hmm. when you like when you bring it to the light and like, like jazz, everybody. About, <laughs> about accountability and about having like having your one or two people I think that's so important yeah. that can be your parents that can be your youth leaders mm. for me it's like my closest friends I think it's just so important yeah. having the people who know what you're struggling with who yeah. know what you're going through and then sort of bring it to the light because once you bring mm. your issues to the light, shame disappears because mm, like shame is such, it's, it's such um, uh, an emotion built around secrecy. No. So mm-hmm. I think once yeah. you've taken that step, literally it could just be talking to one person. It could be talking to your youth leader. It could be talking to your best mate. Once you sort of confide in that person, mm. they can help you by knowing when, you, when you're about to sort of fall off, fall off the wagon, when you're about to, or yeah. when you have, or when you've done something yeah. like quote unquote bad mm. and then go into that person because you know that there's no judgment in that space. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And then from then on, they can sort of point you forward. So I think it's a matter of, we need to strive for a culture where we bring things to the light. And if we can't bring it to the light, then we walk around with torches. Then we like have people who go yeah. to that kid, mm. tell yeah, me yeah. about this. I will like, because I know you, Bars. because you've spoken Bars. about this, I'll wow. call you out on it. Because we have that kind of relationship. Yeah. So yeah, there's people at Soul Survivor that go around with the, uh, the <laughs> torches. <laughs> yeah, let's be there. Trying to run away from them now. Um, I also think shame and mm-hmm. like guilt, all those kind of that like group of emotions, they're not from God and they're never from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think mm-hmm. when you remember that, it's not like, what was the quote? Jesus didn't come to the world to condemn us, but to save the world through him. Um, and that kind of thing. It's Scripture. like That's the quote. GCSE RS man. That's it's nice. Yeah. But oh gosh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but kind of understanding that, um, and understanding that it's not from our father, and it's not that emotion. He's not like, oh my god, I want you do that kind of thing. It's the enemy trying to bring us further away from him. Um, yeah, and so I think once you understand that, it's not God like shunning us, mm-hmm. shunning yeah. him away from us. Yeah. But instead, he's like, no, I want to kind of free you from this kind of pain and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, just it's interesting how humans, like in Adam and Eve, our first reaction when we sinned as humanity was to try and run away from God. Mm. But I think what would have been, you know, trying to analyze the Bible, like more helpful was go to God and kind of say, Oh, I'm so sorry, I've done this. Uh-huh. That kind of thing. And I think just kind of not doing what Adam and Eve did, hmm. I think would be sublime, you know? I think that's been going around where it's like, um, you don't want to be like... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like religion is, oh, I've sinned. Oh, what is it? Yeah, I've seen when that I as mess well. Up, when I mess up. I can't tell my dad. It's like, yes. oh, I've sinned, I can't tell my dad. But actually yeah. faith is actually like, oh, I've sinned, yeah. I need to tell my dad, like, I need help I kind want of to thing. Mm-hmm. I want to. Um, yeah. so like, that's no, such exactly a true point. That. Like, I've seen that. Oh, no, nah, nah, bro. I was just, I'm just ad libs. Come on, <laughs> bars. Yeah, no, it's true. So the question is, yeah. how do we <laughs> allow ourselves to be drawn back to God when we need Him? Una pre- I was going to say a question in Spanish. It's Una not a question. Pregunta. It's actually a point. Una pointa. Um, <laughs> C.S. Lewis says in his um, book The Screwtape Letters um, basically it's it's such a sick book it's like a junior devil talking to a senior devil and it's like letters between them it's sick Um, one of them he says that like the easiest way to get to a human and like to get them to sin is to make them live either in the past or in the future Uh and so don't let them live in the present because in the present you're closest to God and it actually reminded me of something um, I saw on Instagram the other day um, and it said remember Jesus said yes and then the caption was before you say yes again to that same old sin without thinking or flinching remember what it cost the person that you profess to love remember what Jesus had to say yes to for mm-hmm. you to be free of it and then it wow. like quoted Galatians 5 24 to 25 um, so basically like remembering that actually like every sin like every time we sin it's costly and like yeah. it actually cost Jesus to like probably like a bit morbid but actually like to hang on a cross like that's quite like that's costly and so actually every time we go to sin like taking a moment if we're living in the present then we should be able to take a moment and be like is it worth it is it worth was that actually worth jesus dying for like me to just like smoke a blunt do you know what i mean like Mm. but you don't like when you're in the moment you don't think about that you don't think you don't like sorry i mean i've never been in those moments but (laughs) um, relatable (laughs) (laughs) back out back out back out (laughs) i've heard of people being in those moments where they're like (laughs) picking up like intoxicating liqueur or (laughs) (laughs) 
we love you, Charlotte. Has been in these moments. <laughs> <laughs> so naughty. Under the bus. <laughs> but when, no, when we're all going, like when we all want to do stuff that we know we shouldn't do, the yeah. first thing you think isn't, oh, but did it cost? The, how much no. will this cost? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to degrade in, what you're saying. No, of course, no, this is good. But is it because point. we're not living in the present moment? Is it because we're not Definitely. constantly keeping our eyes on yeah. God? And is mm. it like if we're always seeking first the kingdom of God, then we should always be thinking of that? I think a lot of it has to do with our perspective. (laughs) I think it has to do with we're looking at things through like our own lens. But then we say when we accept Jesus into our life, everything changes. So why are we looking at things through me, me, me? Mm. When in reality, it's like what Jesus has done for me. And this is the life I'm living. Um, I listened to a Timothy Keller podcast the other day. And what it was called, I think it's called like a dangerous God. um, And it's really, yeah, yeah, it's really great. Um, I I recommend it. Podcast friends. And then I recommended her. Uh, All the space. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and <laughs> it was about how, oh gosh, um, how like when, like what you were saying, like when we accept Jesus into our life, we're like, oh my goodness, you can, goodness, you can like change everything like this. But then we still live in like, oh, the way we want to mm. live. And we're just forgetting, like, if you're accepting Jesus into your life, you're accepting that this, that God, like the son of God died for you yeah. and you're accepting like the creator of the universe died mm-hmm. for you and then then you're gonna carry on living as if you know best and if mm-hmm. you're like you're like yeah. God what are you saying like of course it's fine for me to smoke or do this or do that um like it has no effect on me like you don't know best what what on earth like you're literally slagging off the creator of the universe Oof, when you're wow. doing that big slagging no-no. off <laughs> big yeah. no and like 2012 yeah. throwback <laughs> <laughs> slag <laughs> <laughs> She's just showing up. Slag. <laughs> that is a meme. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get the audio and the video of that. Anyway. Slag. Slag. <laughs> oh, oh you're please. Oh, my God. That is that it? <laughs> no, no. Oh, I had more. But no, please. Carry yeah. there. Um, there. Okay. Um, it's a good album. Um, yeah. But, no, it's just like, I think it's so arrogant of us to be like, yeah. we know best. Like, uh. I like because this gives me momentary happiness. Mm-hmm. It must be right for me because I feel great now. Like, I don't like I don't care if you don't think I'll feel great in ten years. Yeah. Like, um, and it's back to that thing of joy. Like, it's like momentary pleasure. Um, it's like we think that that's so much better for us, whereas God knows that it's not good for us. Yeah. That's like He's not a killjoy. He He wants us to have joy, but He just knows that those things aren't going to give us joy and we think they do and then we're going yeah of course they give me joy like how dare you but like yeah i just like he made us like come on (laughs) yeah Yeah. literally just like that's it that's it right there cyclical cyclical wow 21 um like gone full cycle like yeah. You've just solved the thesis. You That's did it. You've done it. That's it right there. You've done it. Let's just like, get rid of all of it. <laughs> Ask the first question and just like cut to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That is remarkable. God's not a killjoy. He just I think that has been one of our... Out. I mean, we wanted two, but that has been a fairly deep podcast. Ah. Yeah. Um, talking all the way through joy. Mm. We then, we did this little thing on introversion, extroversion. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Um, whole thing around, do we think that extroverts can be in community as much as introverts yeah. can be in community? Wow. Talking about God being a killjoy, we ran through all the list of sins. Hmm. All mm. of them. Um, so for those who Sorry. have listened before, we finish the podcast by going around and reflecting, talking about one thing mm. that stuck out to us from our conversation. Jonathan Beach. The biggest thing for me, and I think, yeah, it's just so important, is the idea that all these quote-unquote bad things, bad stuff, the drugs, the sex, the, the drinking, if you're underage, all that type of stuff, um, it's just momentary fulfillment and that actually through Christ you can actually get like a sustainable kind of like contentment. That's my thing. Amen. I like it that. Um, my favourite thing, I would say that there has been a lot of things, but, um, oh, that's a lovely tea. Sorry, I didn't start again. I'm just <laughs> balling it. Sorry. Come on, you can do it. Shalom. Um, I would say my favourite thing, there's been a lot of things, um, but Jemima, what you said at the end, about um you might not even be saying this but this is what i took from it that basically like we're always thinking always like joy and god being a killjoy like basically fun and god don't go together but actually god is like the ultimate party animal like he just wants just like not in the worldly sense of what we know but actually he wants to take all the bad stuff and like 
replace it with ultimate joy mm. and so like he's actually the ultimate party animal and so like actually mm. he's not a killjoy at all he's like a massive hype man do you know what i mean Yes, um, great. love it. Yes. Um, no, like definitely from what I, what I would say, I took away from today um, was something that Jemima said earlier on towards the beginning. Go on, Jemima. Um, Jemima, yeah. you're the star, you know. Um, <laughs> was when she said that joy is a choice. No, yes. Joy is a choice and happiness is a response. Yeah. Um, so I think realizing that joy isn't dependent on my mood, because sometimes, you know, you wake up in a different mood, um, mm. but you actually have to, like, choose joy actively to mm. choose. I mean, like Jonathan was saying, it's one of the fruits of the spirit, like, that it comes from God. So I'd say the reflection that that's stirred up in me is to um, remember to actively choose joy, that it's not a passive thing. It doesn't just happen to you. It actually comes from within you. Mm. That would be my take home. Amen. Mm. Um, I would say what it was what I said. <laughs> 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 I was like, my favorite thing was what I said. <laughs> uh, what Jonathan was saying about kind of actively um, putting aside, like he puts aside like a whole hour of his day um, for. Well, I mean, he claims he. Does. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Call him out. He puts aside an hour of his day in the morning to like um, spend time with God, and I just know that. That's something that mm. I could do more. And um, like you said, like it sets you up for the day in s- like, uh, what? Um, it sets you up for the day and it like makes it so much better. And I know that I could actively um, choose to do that more. So I'll take yeah. that with me. Um, I'd also probably say about, I uh, can't remember who said this, about probably like, Jemima. <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah, about on. like community. I think but yeah how like even though being around it's like yeah being around loads of people doesn't mean you're kind of that yeah on it's all surface level mm. potentially um and how when you do one-on-ones it's kind of you get deeper and it's like yeah kind of making the balance of that i think mm. is also Interesting thing. Yeah. What was your takeaway? Um, I, my takeaway... Pizza. Is... I think I'm really fearful that the people listening who feel like they are not full of joy. Mm. And I just, like, I'm like, if you're listening to this and you're like, but I really hate my life. Yeah. Or I don't feel happy. Mm. I'm just really conscious that we've been, not blasé, because we've been Mm. deep. But the risk is that there are people who really, really feel like not great. Mm. Yeah. And um, I was thinking it's Psalm 23. Mm. And Good um, strong. Good Christian. Where um, <laughs> it's like, and I think that's, I think probably that's why I th- maybe we should talk about shalom rather than joy. Because okay. joy is such a regular, common, everyday phrase which makes you think mm. happy. Yeah. And we tried to say it's not that, but I think what I think what I wanted to discuss to begin with was the stuff mm. around how do we feel a sense of wholeness and mm. like our eyes are fully fixed on Jesus. Yeah. And there's yeah. that song, "Turn your eyes upon Jesus, <gasps> look full in His beautiful face, and the things of this earth will grow strangely, strangely dim in the light of His glory and peace." and it feels like when so I I sing it over Lily when I'm trying to get to sleep and I don't get try I don't try and get to sleep much Charlotte does it like 98% of the time when I do when I'm putting Lily to sleep it's I'm putting her to bed it's one of the things it's like as one or two songs that I sing and it reminds mm. me all the time like it's in those yeah. moments where you just find that stillness with God and you remind yeah. yourself turn your eyes upon Jesus, like look at Jesus. Yeah. And the joy stuff, it's not like, and now I'm super, super happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. all the things of this w- earth grow strangely dim. It's mm. like all the stuff that doesn't matter fades away <laughs> yeah. because you're focused mm. on the one that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing I think I wanted to try and get across in this podcast. It was like, okay, your life doesn't feel, you feel really hurt right now or mm. you feel really uneasy about something. And it's n- you're, there's no way you'll go out in the morning, or maybe by the Holy Spirit doing a madness, you'll go out and you'll feel totally different. Mm. But if it's yeah. not that, it's that you could sing that song or know the lyrics to that mm. song and you turn your eyes on Jesus and you mm. walk out the front door tomorrow or you're sat on the bus listening to podcasts right now and you're like, mm. I just need to remember to turn my eyes on Jesus. Yeah. And all that <laughs> stuff 
hails to insignificance and it fades away. Yeah. Amen. And it's not that it stops, the whirlwind of madness carries on around you. And mm. I pray that it doesn't, but yeah. it, it can do. And it's like, but I know that God's still there. Mm. Yeah. And it's the same when you're at those parties, it's like, I focus on God. Yeah. Turn my mm. eyes to Jesus. The party goes on. I'm at the party. That's great. We're not saying Enjoying to you, the party. yeah, have yeah. a blast at the party. Yeah, exactly. Like Jesus is watching you. That's it. And he's there with you. And you're looking yeah. at him and he's looking at you. And you're like his mate or you're his son or his daughter. Huh. Whatever, whatever phrase is better for you. Like he loves you to bits. Yeah. And it's yeah. that moment of like connection with God, eye contact with God. And he's like, get on with it, son, daughter. Yeah. And I think it's that relationship that we've got to find. And so I just, I felt like, the whole conversation had been incredible and I wanted to say to those people that listened and felt like almost like a pain yeah. mm. it's like mm. but I don't feel happy yeah. <laughs> it's like no and that's okay mm. but can I also just yeah. say there's kind of two things that triggered I think in a practical sense like yeah that feeling of uh, like discontent it's like just talking to God about it I think can be so helpful and while it not be like light and day you might it's just like every day it just might get easier until you maybe finally reach this kind of sense of joy. Mm. And then in the same kind of respect, talking about Kirk Franklin again, a lot of his lyrics are talking about, yeah, like going through um, a tough time deliberately in order to kind of grow as mm. a person. And so, yeah, just maybe also keeping perspective, which I know is so, like sucks so much because you're like, oh, I feel crap. And like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. But it's like the growth that you go through through overcoming this might kind of lead you to feel more joy in the future and kind of more self self-restraint and stuff mm. oh, yeah mm. that's the word self-restraint mm -hmm. yeah that mm. kind of thing jess will you pray for us <laughs> yes i would love to heavenly father i thank you so much for the conversations that we've had i thank you for this space to have the conversations and Jesus, I thank you um, for every single person watching or listening, whether they are feeling full of joy right now or whether they are feeling like they are completely hopeless. Jesus, I pray that you can prompt us all to turn our eyes upon you again and you can prompt us all to, um, yeah, just actively um, 180 turn around and just um, look at your face, God, mm. and just let everything that doesn't matter just fall um, just like fade into oblivion um jesus i pray that in the good times and the bad times we are constantly looking at you and we are constantly fixed on you and jesus i pray that every single person um listening watching all of us god i pray that we can experience more of your joy more of your shalom mm. for this week in your name amen, amen. amen.